putting on the same jerseys doesn't make you a team. You're still just a collection of individuals until you have a common goal. Now, who said that? Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Yes, yes. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. This is actually Season 1, Episode 2, and I and I want to thank you for tuning in. Now, let me go ahead and reveal who made that, that amazing quote back there. I think it's a very applicable quote to anyone who owns a dental practice or a medical practice or any small business. That person was the one and only Mr. Harry Sendon, GM coach and president of the Boston Bruins. Now, if you're not a hockey fan, let me fill you in. Mr. Sendon uh, actually presided over the longest playoff stretch consecutive seasons in the playoffs with 30 seasons as a GM. Now, that's a pretty big deal, 30 years in a row going to the playoffs. And also in his fourth season, 69-70, he also coached the Bruins to their first Stanley Cup in 29 years. And I can also tell you, anybody that stays with the team for that long – I mean, that's a pretty big, amazing thing anyway. I mean, I've always heard a coach, most coaches I've heard say that uh, as a joke, that every year they make 10% of their fan base angry. So after 10 years, no one's left to be their friend or, or be a, a fan of theirs to try to keep them around. Now, I'm not sure about the advanced math on that deal, uh, but uh, we'll we'll forgive the people that say that because it is a very simple way of saying that yes, staying around for a long time in one place as a head coach is a hard thing to do. And uh, I think it's a hard thing to do as a doctor or anything else like that to be the boss man and the person that calls the shots for any extended period of time. I can tell you the first 10 years, yeah, um, that's almost like the honeymoon phase. After that, people that stay with you that long and longer, it's you know it's it's uh, it's up and down. There there are people that are super loyal, and then there's also going to be people that kind of grate on your nerves. And sure, you keep them around because you think they're really good or whatever. But it's always a challenge uh, staying around for a long period of time. And so now I'm of course I'm speaking with great wisdom as I've had um, the same dental practice since 1999. Uh, I do still have, in fact, an original employee that's still with me. And uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a give and take, but she's really, you know, she's an amazing uh, person at what she does. And so um, hopefully I'm not the worst doctor in the world to work for. So we have a good give and take. Anyway, that's the guy that gave the quote. And uh, I think it's a really good way to start this out. Now, we're going to talk about something today that a lot of you out there, I'm afraid, have not taken advantage of. You guys are probably leaving so much money and productivity on the table by not taking advantage of this amazingly powerful tool that anyone can do, by the way. This is not something that's left for the ultra-rich or the ultra-smart. Anyone who's thinking 
can get this done in their practice, small business or whatever. So after today, you are going to be privy to one of the most powerful team productivity building strategies ever invented. And of course, if you know me, you can tell the hyperbole is flowing off my lips as usual, but I really do believe it's a huge deal. And uh, we are going to walk you through exactly how to create for yourself this powerful strategy. Okay? Anyone wondering what that powerful strategy is? Maybe you didn't read the the show notes yet or the title of the um, title of the podcast today. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be tr- teaching you how to create amazing team experiences. Okay? Amazing team experiences. So a lot of times you think when you you know a lot of people have this trouble of um, they feel like yeah that work is work and when five o'clock hits the you know it's always like the old um, the old cartoon I can't think of the dog's name right now but you know you had Wiley Cody and um, and the little red, the white dog with the red bangs anybody remember that so all day long uh, it was Wiley Cody's job to try to steal sheep and all day long it was the dog's job to stop him. Now, these guys, they beat each other up, beat each other to death. You know, usually Wiley is getting the worst end of the stick for sure. But when that end-of-the-day whistle goes off just like it would in a factory, you know, they stop what they're doing. Usually Wiley Cody's getting pounded over the head or something. They stop. Uh, the dog put him down. And they walk and get their lunch pails and they leave. Okay, so that's the way that a lot of us view the workday at our practice. You think, okay... I will accept the fact that I've got to come in and get this done. I've got to bust things out, and I've got to be a good doctor, and I've got to, you know, I've got to be a good leader, whatever that means to me. And But by golly, at 5 o'clock, when that bell rings, I'm out of here, okay? And I think a lot of your team members feel the same way too. But what I'm going to tell you is with just a small amount of creativity, not even a ton of creativity, right? Just a small amount of creativity. You can create these either on-site or off-site adventures for your team. Uh, you can call them adventures, experiences, whatever. And these things are going to give you so much invisible currency. It's just going to put it in your bank account. So the next time you're kind of a, you know, a tail at your practice and you're acting bad, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put things over on your side of the column so they might overlook it a little more and maybe things are a little more pleasant. sort of gives you a little leeway to, uh, to, not, to not be perfect all the time when your team is really on your side and they know that you're looking out for their best interest because you've proven it to them by doing amazing things like creating amazing team experiences. Okay? Um, one thing... I've got down here in my notes, of course, you guys, as usual, you can all get a copy of the mind map that I'm actually using that I built myself, um, because this is the way that I build everything I do in my life, is I do mind maps to begin with, because that's just how I think. Um, So you can get a copy of this mind map over at the website, uh, drchrisgriffin.com. Also, uh, you know, you, you also, when you go there, 
you get these mind maps. Now we're going to have other stuff there, links to things that I'm talking about. I'm going to go back and put all that in at the end of the day, and we're going to do that. So it's always a great place to go get goodies and stuff like that. Um, but when you get these mind maps, what you're, you're going to see a lot of notes on here. It's a lot of stuff I probably just sort of glossed over and never even talked about on the actual show, right? But it's there, and, um, it, and it's all useful information. Um, a lot of times I put little links and stuff in the in the mind maps myself, you know, for me. But but it's there for you too. You can absolutely um, use it for your inspiration and your uh, team building, trip building stuff too. So anyway, there that's what you do if you want to copy the mind map for today's show. Now let's go over a few examples of some of the things that I have personally done with my dental practice to create these amazing experiences. Um, actually, I've done these with with Griffin Dental, my dental practice. also done them with the Capacity Academy and or Effective Dentistry, my, my other company. So let's think about some of the options that I've done over the years. And some of the, let's also create some, some segments, some, some things, some differentiation points. So um, what are some things you can do? What well, doesn't have to be the most extravagant thing in the world, right? Um, you can do things that are fun and rewarding for your team and sort of a team building thing. You can do it locally. For a long time, uh, many times, well, actually many times, we'll set these goals at the beginning of the year, right? And some of the goals are mundane. And in dentistry, some of the bigger goals that everyone keeps are production and collections. Production, of course, means the amount of money you produced in your practice, and collections means the amount of money you actually collected. Now, we all wish we collected 100% of what we produced, but as anyone who's run a business knows, you're never going to do that. So whatever is going to happen is going to happen. You know, you're going to run into problems with insurance companies. You're going to run into various different issues, but you know, patients not paying all their bill, whatever. But anyway, those are, those are a couple of the big things we, we like to watch. And then also, over the years, I'll probably do a show on this too, but um, there's an amazing book called the Ro- Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. Now, that, that book right there allows you to sort of really sit down and think about dividing your year into time modules, like quarters even. And so each quarter, instead of having like a yearly goal, uh, and it's really hard to keep up with for the whole year, you might have quarterly goals or monthly goals and each one of those periods of time of course that has its own um has its own reward and and things are really cool you know you might you might give it a good name or something anyway that's a that's a whole different episode um that's a whole different episode down the road and we'll absolutely do that in fact one of the goals of this show is i have an amazing i mean i say it's amazing uh, but I have a really big library, okay? So is that, anytime I go somewhere, I'm always looking for business books. Well, really any books, but man, I personally love business books, right, uh, for whatever reason. And so I've got this huge collection. I, right now I'm just looking at my wall, my bookshelves. I have two big bookshelves in my office where I'm recording this. Um, and those bookshelves are just full, just bursting to the seams with business books, right? And so I'm looking here at, at that book. There, there's probably 100 books that 
anyone who's serious about running a business should have some exposure to. I'm not saying you have to read everyone cover to cover, but you kind of need to know the, the basic concepts behind each one. So it's one of the goals for me as we go through this show over the years to periodically pull out uh, examples and sort of have a, almost like a book party day and talk about the book and how it can relate to you as you're trying to run your private practice. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But um, you can have a, a local fun day like if you meet your yearly goal. So this past, uh, I guess this past year, yeah, January 2015, we had met our yearly production goal. Okay? We, we set a goal. It was our first year back in the new building. We actually were only there half a year after our fire had destroyed our practice that had been there forever. And we set a, a yearly goal, and we met it. Okay? Now, am I just giving people pats on the back? Are we handing out $5 bills? I mean, what are you doing? Handing out $100 bills? Man, that's even better. Well, what we decided to do was, uh, in my practice, if you don't know my entire story, I only work on patients Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Now, Thursdays, I'm there, but I'm just sort of there. I'm running my other businesses, and they're... You know, things are going on at the dental office. They're catching up on paperwork, whatever. You know, just just simple stuff like that. I'm there if there's an emergency or whatever. But, I mean, it's never that never happens hardly. But, but I'm there. Anyway, we decided to take one of those Thursdays and uh, didn't tip them off until it was just about time to go. But so we tell everybody on Wednesday, look, tomorrow you need to show up and uh, be ready to go somewhere. We'll be back normal time. You know, if you got kids in school, you got to pick them up. That's fine. No problem. You know, we're still going to be on time, but we're going to have a fun day. So we loaded up at 8, just like normal, and we head out to Memphis, the closest big town to me. Now, unfortunately, it's 66 miles to the mall in Memphis, but that's just the, the price you pay for living out in the boondocks. Well, that's fine. That's, that's what I've always done, so I'm not too terribly uh, against driving to go places. So we, you know, get out of town at 8.15 or so. You know, we drive to the mall they're not open yet, but there's like a uh, little breakfast place in the mall that's open. So we, we go in there, buy everybody some breakfast, and then I tell them the big kicker is not just, hey, we're having a fun day today instead of working, but I'm actually giving every one of you, what was I think it was three, yeah, that's right, uh, thank you <laughs> for reminding me of that, um, gave everyone three $100 bills. And uh, so we had a little game. Everyone had to go out and spend the $300 on themselves, okay? Um, and they had to bring me their seats back to prove they did it, but whoever got closest to spending 300 without going over, and it was all on themselves, they got another $200 as a bonus. So, you know, it's not an inexpensive day. Um, however many employees I have times 300 plus another 200, then we all met at lunch at 12 o'clock at the... Uh, Firebird Steakhouse in the mall. I bought everybody a big old lunch, and of course, as you can imagine, told them to order what they wanted, and they're all trying to figure out how to get steak and lobster with a side of lobster, whatever, you know, stuff like that. But anyway, whatever, it was okay. We had a good time, had a lot of fun, um, you know, every, and that was a huge plus as we were building out this year, and it gave everybody a good head start to have a lot of energy and have a good attitude and everybody on the same page for this year. What are some other things that we've done? Um, well, we've done off-site training slash planning days. 
Now these are these are probably one of the more underutilized things that I've seen in in dentistry or private practice anywhere. Uh, these offsite days, I mean, these things are are so beneficial because you spend four or five hours. Uh, on a day or two days planning out your next year, planning out your CE events, planning out uh, your goals, planning out all kinds of important things for the practice. And we actually went to a little bunkhouse getaway. It was a little dude ranch kind of thing. And we all had a, we had cabins and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it was really neat. We did it on a Friday, Saturday and, uh, you know, it was driving distance. So we drove on Thursday, you know, Thursday evening and got back Saturday afternoon and you know when you get back from something like that you didn't usually do it in december something like that and uh once you've got that done in december right then so then it's all mapped out january through december of the next year all the really fun stuff you're going to do uh we we have also done off-site fun trips uh so the examples of those a couple of things we've done in the past uh if we've met our yearly goals or whatever uh, I've sent them on a cruise, so I said I did not. I actually didn't go on the cruise myself, but I did send my team on a cruise one year for meeting one of our goals. Um, I, that has to be a pretty good goal. Like I think it was the first time we hit 1.5 million a year, or something like that, and I was really proud of that number because I knew how hard we'd work to get there. Um, so I sent them on a cruise. The next year they still met their goal, and I sent them to a New York to a Broadway play. Uh, by the way, I found out that hotel rooms in New York are very expensive. I did not uh, realize that 100%. I mean, I'm I'm from Mississippi now. I know they say that um, whatever you do in Mississippi, money-wise, you can multiply it by three up in New York. But I did not know that was uh, serious. And they told me, too, that not only was the hotel room, it was right there, you know, in Rockefeller Plaza. I said not only is it three times more expensive, but it's probably three times smaller than the hotel rooms we have around here, whatever. Anyway, they had a good time, uh, you know. And when you do something like this, it's it's also it's not just the the team building; it's the stories and it's the you know the memories that last forever. Um, that's what really is so powerful about it. What else can you do? Um, you can do, uh, you know, go to go to conferences, uh, CME, CDE, um, straight up CE. Anything like that after people have put in a good day of studying and being good employees, learning for you. You can have uh, little getaways. Everybody go out to eat together at a nice place. Go go listen to a band or whatever. After hours of conferences, those are always really popular. Um, just a good old CE trip with after hours fun. That's a really good reward for a team. But today, what I really want to talk to you about is uh, is what we just recently did. And I think that's a, it turns out, this is probably one of the, the most fun things that we've ever done. And that's why I wanted to, to show you and outline it so that you might could do something like this for your team if you have the opportunity. Because I'm telling you what, it is, I mean, it's still fresh on my mind and it hadn't been that long, but I'm telling you, guys, uh, ever since we've been back, our productivity has been through the roof. People have had a better attitude towards each other. They've had a better attitude towards me. I think now when I'm kind of a, a jerk at the office, when I'm deep in thought or thinking about something, I'm not super, you know, sticky, sweet, nice to everybody. I get a little bit more of a pass on it. Now, hey, maybe it's transient. It may not last forever. But I'm telling you, it's really neat. It's really fun right now. So what did I recently do? Um, as some of you may know, we we lost last year 
several longtime employees for various reasons. Um, and and it's been a challenge, not so much in that the patients aren't there to work on, but the challenge has been in just the management of that practice. And so our software that we use to run everything at the dental practice is a, there's one that's used by a lot of dentists. It's called Dentrix, right? And so Dentrix, even though it's a pretty intuitive software, uh, it's complicated. You know, there's a lot of, my wife says, uh, you got to do a lot of clicks. You got to click a bunch of times. Like we gauge things in clicks at our office. Like, oh, she can she can enter a new patient in seven clicks or whatever. Uh, but Dentrix is a reasonably complicated software. So we went down for a training day for Dentrix. Now they have these all over the country. Okay, we could have gone to Memphis, Tennessee, or Nashville, Tennessee, or Birmingham, Alabama. And in the past, I have sent employees to those Dentrix training courses in those places. However. I really was looking for a way to make this special. And so this December, um, I'm sorry, this November, they had one in Orlando, Florida. All right, Orlando, right? Yay. Uh, you just say the word Orlando, you immediately think, you know, whatever, Mickey Mouse, you got Universal, you got SeaWorld, all these places are totally awesome. Orlando's just a great place to go. I personally love Orlando too. Maybe that's what, you know, was shading my judgment on this. But so okay i say great orlando we will definitely look into that so i look and see and uh sure enough there were enough seats that i could carry seven of my top employees and so we head down to orlando to that now i signed everyone up without telling them about the bonus day and i told them right up front you know we're, we're getting ready a team to go um everyone doesn't have to go you are welcome to go i would like for you to go but, you know, these are the rules, and I did not mention anything about the fun stuff. So we got the people that really were serious about helping the practice, and then we loaded up to go down there. Now, after they signed up, I told them, oh, by the way, we're going to be staying an additional day after the seminar, and we're going to do just a full day at Universal Studios. In fact, we're even going to stay on site at a Universal um, hotel, so we have all the advantages of staying on site and the bonus stuff you get for doing something like if you've never been, if you stay on site, you get a lot of perks for just staying in an on-site hotel. So, I mean, we're talking about really a lot of anticipation. So the two months leading up to the trip, everyone in the press really excited, doing a good job. It's just really awesome, um, right? So, so uh, anyway, in just a moment, I'm going to go take you step-by-step step on exactly what we did and the ways that I feel like we, we used productivity to make it the most power-packed event, fun, conference, post-day type thing that you could possibly do. Uh, but before we get to that, really quickly, let's sort, of, let's sort of define how that you can build your team experience, right? So uh, if I were doing this from scratch in the way that I always do it, the first, the very first thing that I want to do before I have a day like this is I want to define whatever goal it is that I'm trying to accomplish and then once I have decided what's our goal okay and it could be anything so just you know if you're listening to this pause it or whatever take a moment if you're thinking about doing a day like this just pause it for a second and and come up with you know what's a goal that we really need to to hit or work on like for Orlando for me our goal was 
everyone that's new needs to learn Dentrix, okay? It's hurting us. It's hurting our productivity because everyone does know how to use the stinking software, right? So, uh, so that was my goal. I want more people to know how to use Dentrix efficiently and effectively. Um, so, okay, define your goal, okay? Now, um, if, you're, if you've got like a, like a big goal, uh, like maybe it's not like we need to learn Dentrix software. That's pretty darn specific, and that's the best way to set a goal, by the way. We're going to be talking in a future program about uh, my Time Genius productivity system, and uh, one of those, one of the main things you start that out with is you have to have a definite ideal goal, not just a, you know, oh, I want to do better in my practice. You know, that's never going to work. So, um, you know, you have to have a, a really definite ideal goal, but if if you're having trouble with it, sort of start out with the broad overarching goal and work your way backwards. Okay, uh, now you know, and and so maybe it's I want to do better in my practice, and you start working it backwards in your head, and you realize if I had more patients coming in on a regular basis, and maybe if my hygiene department were more full, then we would be better. That would be, help me meet my goal. So I'm going to define what I need to do to make that happen to make my hygiene department better. And that's just some, a way you could work backwards on it. Okay. Um, then once you have defined that goal, the next thing you can do is sort of survey your team. Um, you know, you can do it stealthily, or you can do it overtly, however you want to do it, and sort of see what they're thinking, you know, what, what makes them tick or happier, or, you know, what might be a, a really wonderful thing to do to surprise them. I like to be real stealthy when I do stuff. Like, one of the reasons we chose Orlando is because Jackie, my longtime clinical assistant, had recently been to Universal with her son, but because he's so small, she only saw like, I mean, she only saw like 400 square yards of the park. You know, it's a gigantic park, and she missed so much, and I felt really bad because she didn't get to do a lot of stuff like that. So I was really looking for a way to make make this happen for her ever since I heard that story from way back in the spring. Um, and then once you've sort of figured out what could make some real impact, man, seize that opportunity. Create a, create a big impact that's going to create a lifetime bond between you and your team. Um, plan this thing out to maximize the benefit the whole way through. You know, look, if you're going to do this, just have a budget, but just know, spend money when it's really going to count. I do not mind spending money ever when you're going to have a big old payoff from it. I mean, look, if if you make a big splash with this, your people are going to like you a lot better, feel closer to you. They're going to work harder for you, okay? They're going to work harder with you, not just for you, with you. They're going to be on your team. They're going to have your back. Um, you know, as a lot of speakers like to say, they're going to be jumping in front of you to take those bullets instead of shooting you in the back themselves. Uh, I always view the price tag as an investment in the outcome, um, not just, you know, not just, oh gosh, it's such a huge expensive thing. I look at it as an investment. You know, would we rather buy another stupid laser in the practice or, you know, or would we rather invest it in our team and making people happy? And ultimately, the main goal of all this is to just have fun. Having fun is really probably the most important part, right? So um, that is the way you build your team experience. Now, in just a moment, in our productivity segment of the day, I'm going to take you step by step 
through exactly how we did the Orlando thing and so that you yourself can can help you know give you a framework so you can build your own okay we'll see you in just a minute Okay, so uh, so we talked earlier about the Orlando trip. Now I'm going to run you through how this thing came about one more time. So back in the spring, Jackie, my long-term employee, lover to death, didn't get to do much at Universal. Uh, I had previously been to Universal last year with my kids. I knew how awesome it was. Several people on my team are big Harry Potter fans. That's where I call it Harry Potter World, but it's the I think the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That's where that's at. I knew it was going to be an awesome trip if I could just get everybody down there, get them on the same page. Uh, so we, we, uh, we knew we needed that Dentrix training. We searched for conferences. I found one in Orlando. I know, Hey, look, that's going to be perfect. Um, now when we thought about how to get down there, okay, there's a lot of ways you can get down there. Ripley, Mississippi to Orlando is a good 10 hour, let's yeah, say 10 hour drive. Okay. And you lose an hour driving there game one coming back but uh 10 hour drive i drive everywhere i go pretty much uh i would have flown them i could have flown them that adds to the cost i kind of set an arbitrary goal to not spend more than five thousand dollars on this trip and i was carrying remember it was seven people so five thousand dollars it's going to be tricky you have to be you know smart where you spend your money i'm not being uh i wasn't being real stingy with the money certainly but on the other the other side of the coin, I didn't want to spend more than I had to. So I just sort of set an arbitrary limit of $5,000. Uh, the best option that we came up with was actually to drive. Now, I have a, an Expedition, a Ford Expedition. That's what I drive. I get a new one. I usually do like 100,000 miles, and I get a new one. 100,000 miles, get a new one. A lot of my friends drive these fancy, you know, super expensive cars. Just not my style. Um, you know, I've... I've, I've been a pickup slash uh, SUV man my whole life, probably never going to change. And so that's just the way that is. But I've got this expedition. It's pretty nice. But still, you go, you got to think about all these adults and luggage, right? So, And we didn't want to take two cars because that kind of hurts the bonding experience. It hurts the money because they got to pay somebody else then to drive and got to pay them for their the use of their vehicle. And, and I just, you know, I want to keep everyone together. So somehow or another, we like we were like the airlines, you know. We gave everyone a sample uh, luggage piece to look at and say, "Hey, look, you're not going over this luggage piece because we've got to get all these pieces of luggage in this expedition and human bodies." Uh, and you know, it's going to be a long drive. And and of course, we got some some girls are pretty small, so that worked out in our favor. Uh, but anyway, we decided to drive down there. Okay. Now, like I said earlier, the hotel options. We could have stayed. The seminar actually was at Stetson University in Orlando uh, in a place called Celebration Village. Now, I'd never been to Celebration Village. That was actually a really cool part of town. I mean, I really liked it. I thought, man, this would be a fun place to live. But but anyway, uh, we could have stayed right there, walked to the seminar. been way more convenient for the seminar because it turned out really hard to park in Celebration, Florida, and they were having some kind of worldwide food festival while we were there. Uh, anyway, for whatever, we were like 10 minutes late. I hate being late. As you can imagine, a person who writes a book called Time Genius hates to be late. 
However, my wife is over 20 years of being married, made me more used to it. So, hey, we're 10 minutes late. I didn't love it, but we did. We were. Um, but what I was really trying to do is I was trying to optimize the, the, uh, the free day. And so to do that, if we're going to go to Universal, the best thing to do would be to stay on site and get all those extra hotel perks, including getting to enter the park one hour before everyone else, which is a big deal if you're going to the uh, attractions at Harry Potter World because, uh, you know, those, if you've ever been to, like, Disney or Universal, there are things called fast passes or express passes or whatever, and uh, you can't you can buy those, but it doesn't matter how much you spend on one, you can't get early entrance into the Harry Potter attractions. They're so popular, the parks have decided to leave those off of the express pass. So you have to wait in line with everyone else. So getting to the park an hour before everyone that does not stay in an on-site hotel has distinct advantages because you can get in line. And like we got through the Harry Potter castle, like super fast compared to what we would have. And uh, anyway, so that's that's why I wanted to do that. And uh, let me tell you, we closed that place down. We got there at 8 a.m., uh, and we were there until they closed the park at 9 p.m., okay? We we blew it out, uh, and I think, you know, we had a great time. And anyway, that's why we stayed in, in on the, on, the on-site hotel. Made our conference day a little bit more inconvenient, but the fun day way better, okay? Uh, we talked about team selection. I did have a few people that I made it mandatory, but everyone else was optional and we didn't tell them about the free day until after they'd chosen and after we had chosen and after they knew about the free day we did not um, give them the opportunity to say oh yeah I'd like to go sorry Uh, if you didn't want to go for the right reasons you're not going now that you know about the fun stuff it's just the way it works in life right Um, so that was the team selection part Um, I actually sat down and kind of mapped out what I thought would be the most get the most bang for our buck plan since I'd been to Universal the previous summer. And so we, we planned it out. And like I said, we we went from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. We still didn't do everything, guys. This place is awesome. There's so much to do, though. You just can't do everything. But if you have a plan, you can get a lot done. I think we rode the one. I was in the, the group of the, the riders that rode the most. So it was uh, myself, one of my hygienists, Kara, one of my assistants, CG. And we rode... I think 14 or 15 rides, and uh, it's pretty impressive in a day, right? Anywhere. You can't do that at Disney, uh, I don't think. So, uh, anyway, that's how that worked. Also, I figure while I'm there, what else can I do to make this really special? And if you've ever been to Universal, you know that at the end of the day, they have this big on-water movie show, like a cinematic spectacular, they call it. Uh, It is really awesome, by the way. Universal throughout the years... And um, the best, I, I got to doing some research, and the best place to watch this thing is actually on the balcony of a restaurant called Lombard's, okay? So I call up Lombard's, and I say, you know, how can we watch it? And they say, oh, well, uh, doctor, we have a cinematic, cinematic spectacular package where we serve desserts on the patio while you're watching in deck chairs, while you're watching the show, instead of having to crowd around the lagoon with all the rest of the patrons that day. And I'm like, whoa, I'm all over that. I'm all about, you know, special access. How much is it? Oh, well, it's only your dinner um, plus, I don't know, this plus a few bucks. 
it was only $50 a person to have dinner and then go out on the balcony, a private balcony, where you're totally not crowded with all the desserts you can eat and watch this thing. And it was a wonderful way to wind down. Everyone's hot and tired. Then they get wet on the rides, you know, some of them, or water rides. And, uh, boy, the Dudley Do-Right water ride, always a huge favorite. My family loved it. My wife loved it. My team loved it. So if you go to Universal, I highly recommend Dudley Do-Right, unless you don't like getting wet, and in which case, uh, you know, don't ride that one. Maybe Jurassic Park, stick to that ride for the water rides that don't get you too, too wet. It'll get you wet, but not that wet. Anyway, I digress. Um, we're sitting there, have that wonderful end of the day. Um, and then after that, you know, go back to the hotel, you load up, you get ready for the ride home. Now, as you can imagine, everyone's pretty exhausted. But last productivity tip of the Orlando trip for you. I had very sneakily planned on spending time on the way home, getting organized and getting some things down from our conference day. Because remember, the goal of this was to get people better on Dentrix. So, a very productive ride home meant after everyone sort of slept off their their previous fun day hangover and started waking up around lunch, we go in and we eat lunch in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and after that, everyone's kind of woke up and um, we spent the rest of the ride home setting some planning goals uh, we set goals we gave people some responsibilities we delegated we set deadlines which is very important uh, we'll talk more about that in our when we talk about the time genius system um, but then and we also had people commit to it you know say oh yeah well I, i'll commit to doing that very important part of the process so we had a very productive ride home um, you know, we set some great goals. And so every Thursday, after we work on patients Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I, I go through with my office manager slash clinical team leader slash do-it-all um, executive assistant, Lapita, and we, we, we go through a list of things that we go through every Thursday. And I will tell you that we have already accomplished in one month since uh, the trip – We've accomplished all of the goals we had for Dentrix. And I, that never would have happened. That never would have that We would be six months from now still trying to get some of the stuff I wanted implemented had we not done this. Okay? So do not tell me that spending money on your team is wasted money because we just saved ourselves five-plus months. Actually, I don't know if it would have ever gotten done right. But seeing it done in person and... Uh, you know, it was really cool. We each had our own computer down there, everyone doing it with their own hands. And then bonding as a team, getting on the same page, uh, planning out goals, setting deadlines, getting commitments from team members on the way home. And now that's all accomplished in one month or less. All right. So now, hey, we can plan our next big goal. All right. We can get this stuff is now we've it's almost like you have a secret formula. Uh, now, just like anything else, if you overdo something, I suppose it could get old, but if you're smart about it, you do it just a little bit here and there, and maybe once a year, once every couple of years, you do something really big like this, the payout is enormous. So there you go. That was that was the backbone of our Orlando trip. I encourage you to copy it as much as you want to. I don't think you go wrong being good to your team, stuff like that. Um, and as usual, if you have any questions for us, you know, just go to the website, drchrisgriffin.com, drchrisgriffin.com, 
and uh, communicate with us and we would be glad to share as much as you would like for us to share about this or anything else we've talked about on the dr chris griffin show and with that i will leave you to it this is this episode hopefully has made you think a lot about what you could do with your practice and your team and um I would love, love, love for you to share back things you've done or things you're going to do after you've listened to this episode, okay? So feel free to shoot us a line. Always love to hear stuff like that. And who knows, if you have a great idea, we're going to share it with everybody else with your permission, okay? Uh, So anyway, everyone, go out there, be productive, be happy, build a better life, and we'll see you on the next Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice so when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of the Chris Griffin Show where the doctor is always in.